Well, Dean, it's fair to say you've had worse nights in football. That was just incredible. How do you sum it up? Outstanding. I mean, so, so proud of the players. They carry, executed a game plan to perfection, um, showed quality. Um, but my biggest pleasure was the work rate. You know, yeah, if you get outworked by Liverpool, you get beat. Um, they're an exceptional team. And when somebody like Jurgen Klopp at the end of the game says, wow to you, you know you've done something special. And that was a special performance. Uh, Jack, Jack, quick moment of your time, please. How does it feel to finally discover the Villa Talks podcast? Um, best down in life. Great, there you have it. Back to you at the studio. Wow, wow, wow. Forget the intro. Forget the usual spiel. I'm in shock. I can't believe it. What a night. 7-2. You just couldn't have dreamt it. Chadzi, just tell me how you're feeling, mate. Uh, Lost for words, mate, which is probably not ideal when you're recording a podcast, but just absolutely incredible from the first minute. I I turned to Deckers, who I watched the game with, after a literally about 90 seconds and I said to them we're on this tonight they look sharp they look like they're on it and obviously what what transpired after that will live long in the memories it's, it was just from the very first minute an all-round team performance we we changed things tactically in in terms of obviously bringing Barkley in the team which was I'm sure we'll come on to it a big shout from Smith that was clearly uh Clearly the right call. And when Liverpool had the ball at the back with um, Watkins and Barkley both pressing, I was just confident that something was going to happen. And for it to happen so early in the game and for us to actually take that chance and then go on and and absolutely batter the best team in the country like that is is absolutely incredible. I'm just so buzzing like all the Villa fans out there are tonight. This is, I mean, this is why... This is why you're a Villa fan, or this is why you're a football fan. You know, all those times we've suffered, you know, you suffer for nights like this. We've suffered Tony Gia, we've suffered relegation, we've suffered Ross McCormack, we've suffered Scott Hogan, you know, we've suffered, you know, heavy losses against Chelsea, against Liverpool for, for nights like this, for the feeling that you have tonight. I mean, I just cannot believe it. This must be, in my eyes, the, the best, Jugsy, do you think the best victory ever in the Premier League? Yeah, I mean, the only obviously downer on it is obviously there's no fans, but it's just a surreal moment for us. Like, it just feels like I'm in a dream. And the game was just crazy. Like, it was end-to-end. And I felt like any time we got the ball, we were looking like we're going to score. And Liverpool are a good side, and they were just weren't at the races today. And as you mentioned, like, we do suffer a lot as Villa fans, but nights like this make it worth it. Like, supporting your local team and seeing them boys, like... Local lad Jack Grealish as captain, Smith as manager, seeing them like putting a performance like that and beating the ch- champions seven two, it's just everything you want as a Villa fan, and it's just honestly just unreal, and I'm absolutely buzzing with that, and and it was just everything came off today for us, and we've been threatening to do that, put a really good performance and score quite a few goals, and look Watkins for me, I mean we've we've been saying on this pod how pleased we, we've been of his performances, and the goals will come, and he delivered today, I mean. We could have scored, I don't know, what, 10, 11 more? Were you, 10 or 11? Easily, easily could have scored 10, 11 goals, easily. I mean, Barkley missed a couple of chances. Just think, sorry to interrupt, sorry to interrupt. Just think what you just said. We could have easily scored 10 or 11 goals against Liverpool. And you're right, it's a fact. 
drink drink it in, lads. Drink it in. It's absolutely incredible. Villa fans, enjoy this moment. Honestly, enjoy it. Because you, you deserve, after what we've been through in the last 10 years, I know it's one game. I know it's, you know, extenuating circumstances, whatever you want to call it. But as we've said on this pod before, these circumstances suit the bigger teams because there's no crowd behind the other team, the, the, sort of the underdog, which Villa were today. You know, for us to put performance like that without a crowd, it's just staggering. I just cannot believe it. And as you said, Jugsy, Watkins' performance tonight, you know, obviously man of the match, don't get me wrong. Everyone knows that. But just, you know, he bullied Van Dyke. There was, there was moments in that game where he was out muscling Van Dyke, who, you know, is the best defender in the country. Yes, you know, last pod we were talking about how he can be got out and he makes, he, he's made a couple of mistakes this season. But don't get me wrong, he is the best defender in this country and probably one of the best, if not the best in Europe. But Watkins to put a performance like that in, it's just ridiculous. And, and Chazzy, you talked about Watkins before. I mean, his all-round game was, was brilliant today, wasn't it? Yeah, you're spot on. For for somebody to play, I know Barkley supported him up there, but to, to play up front on your own against the champions of England and make them look like schoolboys. They looked like schoolboys today. Van Dyke, Gomez, Trent and Robertson to a lesser extent, but Van Dyke and Gomez, he's occupied both of them. He's given them a hard time. He's in behind them. He's holding the ball up with both of them on him. He's winning throw-ins when, he, when it looked like he, there's no chance of him getting the ball. His strength, his intelligence of run, his his ability to see the pass as well for for Grealish's goal, he, incredible really for him to to come up from the championship and to uh, make such a great start to his Premier League career. Just shows um, how how vindicated Smith is in his faith in him and the board for backing Smith with, with that transfer. There are some Villa fans who were criticising him after after last week and hang your heads in shame, lads. You don't know what you're talking about. You've got absolutely no idea. From the first minute he set foot on the pitch against Sheffield United, he's clearly proven he's up to this level and uh, he could get 15, 20, 25 goals this season if we carry on playing like that. Yeah, I think, I mean, he's he's, he's a special player, I think. You know, you, you can see that straight off the bat. From the first moment he stepped on a, a Villa pitch, even in the friendlies, um, you know, he looked... A really exciting player. You know, he, it reminds me in the way that he plays a bit like Gabby at his best in terms of, you know, his his build, his size and his ability to out-muscle players. Uh, he's, he's, you know, he's obviously very quick, but just his uh, just his hold-up play and the positions he gets in. But in, when comparing to Gabby, I think actually he's a, he could be a level, obviously you know, Gabby's had a, a great career, don't get me wrong, but he could be a level above because of his technique and his ability on the ball as well because he's played out wide and he's now coming to the to the striker position. You know, he's done it the other way around to Gabby did, uh, as Gabby did. You know, he could be a really, really special player for us. Uh, and you can see the players feeding off him. You know, he he occupies two or three defenders at a time, which means people like Grealish, Barkley, McGinn, Trezeguet, who again, I'm just quickly on Trezeguet. I mean, what a shift he put in today. Jugsy, you know, we, you know we've all been slightly critical about his, uh, his footballing brain sometimes, but his effort and his... Attitude, you cannot be questioned, can it? You can't knock him. I mean, the guy gives it all in a Villa shirt, 100%, and he's up and down that wing. And yeah, fair enough, in the final third, he makes some wrong decisions, but it's, it's a balance, isn't it, in the team? When you've got Grealish on the other side, you can sort of cater for a player like Trezeguet, and he helps out Cash so well. And he was excellent against Fulham, and today he stepped up again. I mean, Robertson, man marking Robertson, is, is no easy task for sure, but uh, he did a great job. And yeah, I mean, like every Villa player on that pitch, they just gave it their all and you can't knock them. But I feel like we need to give Dean Smith some credit here. It was an absolute masterclass from Smith because 
he uh, effectively had Louise and McGinn holding, and mm, Louise yeah. was occupying that left-hand channel for Villa, which is where Trent obviously would get into good positions for, for crosses. Because um, obviously Grealish is probably looking to be more on, on the on the offensive. Um, McGinn would be able to help out Grealish then in in them, in them situations. And McGinn just physically dominated Liverpool's midfield. He was everywhere. I know Barkley did well as well, but McGinn for me, I mean, he, he was just back to his old school John McGinn where he was getting the ball, spinning players, out-muscling them, getting his body in the way. It was just just an excellent performance and he was the key difference because he won so many balls and second balls for us. So, yeah, it was just unbelievable. And, um, yeah, so just on Smith again, I mean, we had a clear game plan as well with the... Um, Barkley and Watkins occupying Gomez and Van Dijk and they were trying to cut off passing lanes into uh, Liverpool's midfield and it worked perfectly. So I've got to give your hats off to Dean Smith. Absolute masterclass. Yeah, I mean, you, you can tell he's worked, he's, we've worked on this on the training pitch. You know, we've championed here uh, the idea that, you, you know, for, for certain teams and for the bigger teams, you need to you know, maybe shift tactics, shift personnel a little bit. Uh, and one of the things we talked about was maybe playing 4-2-3-1 against the bigger teams. That's exactly what we did today. Uh, and and you're right. It was well. It was almost. It was four two three one. But it almost when we were defending Barkley and and Watkins, as you say, were sort of playing two up top almost um, to 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 block those passing lanes. And it worked so well. You know the the fullbacks um, when uh, when Rob, Robertson and Trent Alexander Arnold had the ball, McGinn and Louise would come across and block those passes off and stop them playing because you know Liverpool do try and dictate their games from the from the fullback position. And you know Smith, as you said, masterclass. Uh, Chadzi, I mean. McGinn was fantastic today, as 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 Jugsy said. Another another name he just mentioned was Ross Barkley. I know he missed a couple of opportunities, but overall, I thought his game and what he brought to the team was exactly what we'd been missing last year and exactly what we needed for this game. Do, do you think that as well? Spot on. We we talked about the need for a number eight, haven't we? And he didn't necessarily play in number eight position tonight, but he was box to box, and his energy, his athleticism, his dynamism is what got us up the pitch. He he can travel with the ball. He offered an additional threat running off running off the striker. Grealish found him in a in that position. Watkins took a couple of defenders away and Barkley found himself um in the box with space. He probably could have had a hat trick again on the night. But you know, everyone was brilliant tonight. Watkins, McGinn, Grealish, we've talked about them. But I, I really do think that, that that could be a very different result if, if Ross Barkley doesn't come into that team. He's just changed the whole dynamics of what we can do with and without the ball. And uh, you know Smith should be given a lot of credit for that, and and putting him straight in. It would have been really easy after the start we've had just to stick with the same team and maybe have a look at him for fifteen to twenty minutes at the end. But he basically said he he knew he was fit enough. He's been playing for Chelsea, and exactly like you said, that is the sort of play and sort of performance we we were missing in games like this last year. And so then take the game away from Liverpool rather than just sitting back, even when it was three four one. We just kept going for the jugular, and with, and with players like Barkley breaking from midfield and supporting the quality we've already got up there in Grealish, Watkins, and, and Trez to a, to an extent, it it just looks like a brilliant piece of business, and uh, it's really exciting now to see this team develop for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we 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 yeah, as you say, we've championed a number eight on here, as many have as well, you know, across the Villa fan base. You know, we we desperately need that type of player, that water carrier, almost where they're able to drive at the opposition team um, and, and sort of, you know, on the counter, be able to break from midfield. And then, you know, we look so dangerous, you know, on uh, on the break now because we, 
you know, once we break that midfield line for the opposition side, you've got the likes of Watkins, Grealish, Trezeguet, who who are able to break at pace and, you know, with a bit of composure as well. And especially in Grealish's case, you know, it feels weird almost that, uh, you know, we haven't had to rely on, you know, I know Grealish has got three assists and two goals, don't get me wrong, but we haven't, it, the whole game hasn't had to be on his shoulder almost. You know, he hasn't been, had to be the one to carry us today. You know, it's been lots of different players chipping in. McGinn with a combative performance, dynamic performance. Louise doing his job, you know, tracking runners and never stopping, uh, cutting out passing lanes. And then Watkins, Barkley and Trezeguet working all game, putting a shift in, getting forward and making the right decisions in, 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 sort of in the final third, which has meant that Grealish can do what he does best, which is get in that final third and make things happen without having to worry about, you know, uh, being the one, getting the ball from the fullbacks, getting the ball from the defence and having to drive at the opposition team to make something happen. He's letting other players do that. And Barkley, that's what Barkley does. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, Grealish just excels with better players around him because he has more opportunities to make passes. And I just feel like with Grealish, whenever he gets the ball, I'm on the edge of my seat. Like I know he's going to make something happen. And he's very unique as, unique as a footballer. I mean, us Villa fans just absolutely adore him and we rate him as world-class. But he's just showing that because the game just slows down for him. Like He sees passes that no one sees. For that Barkley chance where he megged Van Dijk, that was just class because... He's drawn a couple of players to him and he's put the ball through and he, he knows exactly where Barkley's running. And it was just, honestly, Grealish's performance. I'm glad he got the, the two goals and the three assists um, because, yeah, he, he, yeah, his performance deserved that, really. And again, he's probably had, what, 30 touches of the ball and he's come back out of the game with two, two goals and three assists. Just shows that, like, he's a killer. Like, give him the ball in space and he makes something happen. There's, there's not many players like him in the world. I um when when the team walks out before a game and he's he's leading the team out, I'm still pinching myself that he plays for us. I still can't quite believe we've we've hung on hung on to him this summer and teams like City, maybe even Liverpool, United, Arsenal, he, he's good enough to walk into every single team in this league. He, he should be the England should build the team around him. I think it's becoming clear for everyone to see now, and for him to still be playing for the Villa just shows what, again, another great bit of business that is by the club. And I know I'm going over old ground, but none of this happens without keeping Jack Grealish. And it's just it's just an absolute privilege to watch him play. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's one of our own as well, which makes it even more special, as we all know. Um, and really, I mean, apart from that, you know, I mean, let's go through man by man and just quickly, because everyone was fantastic today, I thought. Everyone put a, put a shift in and, and did their jobs. And yes, they scored two goals, but against Liverpool, you're always going to give up chances, um, you know, because that's the type of team they are. But even then, you know, they didn't have, they had sort of, you know, shots uh, at goal uh, and in decent positions, but nothing, you know, ridiculous. There was a, a guilt age chance and they must score. You know, we, we probably had more chances than, than them that we missed than they did. Um, and they, you know, they scored a couple, but I thought Martinez made some really good saves in the first half um, and, and was... Again, assured, did well claiming the ball a, a few times as well, um, and you know generally looked really, really good. Um, the defence, uh, I mean, Cash, I thought again, dynamic performance. Uh, you know, yes, a little, a, a couple of times he got caught out, but that's going to happen against Liverpool. I think you know uh, when you got players like Salah, Firmino, Jota, you know they're going to find space, they're going to make things happen, uh, and you, you never stop trying. Um, Chazzy, you champion. Uh, you know, the signing of Cash, you know, you were really, really happy we signed him. Someone you followed for the last couple of years and, and you've been telling us lads about for the last couple of years. What did you make of his performance today? 
yeah, another another great performance from him, I think, for to again a bit like Watkins to come up from the championship and start so well. Um it's been a really solid start from him. He looks assured, doesn't he? He gets stuck in. And and I quite like how aggressive he is in terms of his his uh He's he's vocal as well. He he hasn't just come into this team thinking I need to need to bide my time and work my way into being a regular into this team. He's in there to keep clean sheets, and he's just as vocal as Ming's concert, demanding more from his midfield, showing for passes and and, and able to take the ball into space and drive up that right hand side. I think um, it's a great bit of business again, and uh, a really positive display from the lad. Again, Conda and Ming's. You know, just again, look so assured. You know, last year we we had plenty of games where, you know, we'd look decent for most of the match and then there'd be mistakes, one or two, three mistakes. And as soon as the other team scored, you know, that's it. They're back in the game or they push on and get the win. And even today when Liverpool scored, you know, when it was 2-1, you, as naturally as Villa fans, you're nervous. You know, you, you, you we've been there before numerous, numerous times. And, and you're thinking even a, even a, even a 4-1, you know, Chadzi, you know, put on our WhatsApp group that, you know, we need a fifth there, which is just ridiculous when you, when you think of it on the face of it to say that. And every Villa fan was thinking, yeah, we definitely do. We definitely need a fifth. Uh, and even then you were thinking, well, if we get a draw, at least it's a draw, which is a weird attitude to have at that, at that sort of scoreline, but it's what we've accustomed to. But I think that's got to change. That mentality has got to change now. And I've said it before, and we've all said it before, the owners are so ambitious and want to drive us forward. We've got a great manager at the team um, and the players, each and every one of them that was out there today and, and players on the bench and you know, players waiting for their turn. You know, this is a team to be proud of. This is a team that we can get behind. Uh, and this is a team that could do something special, I think. Would you Would you agree, Jugs? Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, um, yeah, I think this team has, has had a change of mentality in the new season. It's got a lot of confidence from the uh, results of the back end of last season where we were able to turn it around when we did look dead and buried and just showed that we just had to get together as a group and reassess really. And, and we were adapted our tactics. We became a bit more solid and it's yeah paying dividends. I mean, Conter and Mings can match any forward line for pace and strength. And they've just built up a great relationship and they're quite complementary of each other in terms of what the, what they bring. Uh, Mings is the organiser and obviously Conter's good at bringing the ball out and, and has a bit more pace. But I just feel like they're in great positions. Like they knew that, Liverpool work, will get the overlap through Robertson and try and work the cut back. And just Conser's and Ming's positioning was just exceptional. And even Target, you've got to give him a, a big shout out to Target. I know it was very hard for him against Salah, but he was very unlucky with the first goal for Salah. He put a massive tackle on, I think, Naby Keita and the ball just dropped to Salah to, to finish. And he made some good tackles and he was in a great position all game, I thought. So I know we, Target's had a bit of stick as well, but yeah, I thought he was great as well and just showed that he, he could just grind in and, and do that defensive job for us. So... Yeah, I mean, it is that attitude and that positivity that we need at the club. And uh, I think Smith's, yeah, uh, helped bring that in. And uh, we just need to look forward to the rest of the season now. Every game, it's, it's exciting as a Villa fan. We're just, yeah, seeing 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 what what is possible with this team. I mean, it's such a shame that the international break has come at this time uh, when we're flying, you know, three wins out of three, which is it's crazy to see after, you know, we just scraped at survival at the end of last season. Uh, to start the season like this and have such a turnaround of the team. I mean, it's just crazy. I just, I cannot believe it. It's really hard to put into words how you feel as a Villa fan right now. 
I mean, yes, you've got to enjoy it. And, and yes, you know, we're going to be watching this game over and over again, but let's hope we push on. I mean, Chadzi, how do you think we push on now? And how do you think we go forward? Obviously, it's a one-off game and, and everything went right for us and we were fantastic on the, on the night. Do you think we can continue to perform at those levels? Uh, can we continue performing at those levels? No, that's that's an exceptional night. You can't play like that every week. But can we carry on the momentum and, and really push on this season and aim for top half? I'm beginning to think so, mate. The, the, you know, the signing of Barclay, I think, really changes the dynamics of the squad. I've mentioned that already. We're looking a lot, solid, lot more solid defensively. We're a team that's got options coming off the bench now. We've got a manager that's learnt a lot from last season. We're a lot more pragmatic when we need to be, but we've also added that extra quality up front. And, mate, I think we can push on. I'm really excited about the season now. I did say that your prediction of top 10 at the start of the season was very ambitious and we just need to consolidate this year. But results in, in the league this season show that this isn't this isn't your normal Premier League season. Something's going to happen. Somebody's going to have a freak season where they either finish in the top six out of nowhere or top four out of nowhere or maybe even mount a title challenge out of nowhere. And I'm not saying that we can do that, but I'm definitely saying that if anybody can finish in the top 10 from teams that are in the bottom six or seven last year, it's us. So why not? Let's go for it. Let's push on. And um, obviously the next couple of games are a big test, different tests than the one we've had tonight. But um, I'm sure we'll come on to that another time, but we, we need to make sure now that we come back after the international break and, and pick up the momentum that we've built from the opening few weeks. Yeah, I mean, you no, know, I think you're right. You know, it is it is a one-off, don't get me wrong, uh, but the confidence is there and you can see the way the team plays and the, the players that we have. You know, this is a team to get behind. And and there, as you said in, in, in a couple of episodes ago, Chadzi, you know, there will be games, there will be a period in this this season where we will lose two, three, four, maybe four games in a row. Uh, and we can't continue to scapegoat players. We've got to get behind them. You know, we, we've all been critical of players and, and critical thought is is important when it comes to football because that's the only way you improve. Uh, and, and justify criticism in the right way, uh, you know, is, is fine, but abuse uh, and hurling abuse and, and directing abuse at players is just not right. And this is a team that doesn't deserve that. And this is a team that we need to get behind. And, you know, when, when things are going to be going wrong, which they will in this season, you know, it's, it's, it's going to happen. We just need to back the players and know that the team and Dean Smith and his team are going to, going to do the right thing by Villa and get us back to where we need to be. And it's going to take time. It's going to be a gradual process, but you know, it's step-by-step process that we can definitely achieve. And and this season almost is, uh, it's working out really well for us because, you know, we can concentrate on our football. We can concentrate on playing well. There's no sort of pressure from fans and, and worry about relegation. It's just play with a bit of freedom. And, and I think that's what we saw today. Jose, what's your, I mean, what's your thoughts in terms of how we push on and, you know, the overall makeup of the squad looking forward now? I mean, a few injuries could, a few injuries could, um, you know, see us looking a lot weaker potentially. Uh, but I mean, how, how, how important is it? Do you think that we, you know, we keep our key players fit? Yeah, I think it's going to be really important. I've just kept an ear out for uh, Dino's presser and I think he's mentioned that he's not expecting any more uh, new signings. So I think that's us uh, for now. But yeah, I think I'm happy with the current squad. Um, obviously, in idea where there's a couple of areas where I think we need a bit more depth. But um, yeah, I think being the, the sort of transfer windows being a bit shortened in terms of the, the period between them. I mean, we're in the start of October and then obviously the new transfer window will be in Jan. I think we've got enough 
uh, in the squad to get through that period. And yeah, I think the squad, uh, what we've assembled in terms of new signing has been excellent. I mean, Emmy Martinez has come in, uh, looked great. Uh, great shot stopper, comes out for crosses, good communicator, so ticks all the boxes. Matty Cash has obviously been great and not put a foot wrong, really. Been really tenacious and, uh, yeah, been excellent defensively. And I think more we'll get a bit more from him offensively uh, as we go through the season. And now looking at the depth, obviously we had Troy come off the bench. Didn't really have much of a chance to make a bit of an impact. But uh, again, it'd be a player that will be interesting to see um, in, the, in the coming games. But yeah, I just feel uh, looking at our bench today, we just had a lot more options. And uh, yeah, I mean... It just allows Smith to be a bit more flexible with his tactics. We can go Watkins and Davis up front if, if needs be, with Davis being the target man. Um, so, yeah, it gives us a bit more options. So, obviously, there's a couple of areas where I would have liked to see a bit more depth. But, again, we just got to back the players and back the squad. And if Dean believes this squad is capable of, of achieving our targets for the season, then uh, we crack on and we know that January will come around quite quickly and we can kind of invest if, if we do get injuries. I mean... Yeah, if we lose a player like Grealish, then that's going to be difficult to replace. But in the other positions, when we had McGinn's, Wesley's and Heaton's injury last season, we did manage still to compete. So it's not going to be the end of the world if we get an an injury like that again. Yeah, um, you know, we uh, we were beset by injuries last year and, and we like you say, we still managed to survive. This year, we're much stronger, I, I feel. And your point about back in the sort of the Dean Smith and, and the team to know what they can get out of this squad and what they need as, as sort of reinforcements, you know, is, as we've said before, has been it's obvious to see with the likes of Martinez and Cash coming in positions that we all thought actually weren't that, weren't priorities and, and they've come and they've just completely rejuvenated and added a new dimension to our team, uh, which is fantastic to say, it's fantastic to see. Just quickly, if we just go through, I mean, there were seven goals, we can talk through all the goals, but it'll take a long time. What were, Chazzy, what were your, sort of key highlights that, that you can pick out from the game. Obviously, there's lots of goals and it was an amazing game, but what are the sort of three or four key highlights where you thought, you know, this is, I just cannot believe how well we're playing or it was a great move or some, just something that made your sort of hairs on the back of your neck stand up? Yeah, I think Grealish is finished when he's through one-on-one and uh, he just dinks it to the left-hand side of, of Adrian, makes him look like a bit of a bit of a clown like he was all night. Um, the, the goal, uh, Watkins-headed goal, for me, that was excellent work from Trez on the left-hand side. And to whip that ball in uh, with his left foot just shows that his end product is improving. Some of the runs that Barkley made from from deep and Jack found him, all right, he didn't always convert. But that was really exciting to see another option breaking from midfield and offering, and offering another threat. McGinn's volley, I know it wasn't the clean, it was a clean strike, but it, I know it took a deflection when it went in, but... For me, that was a really important goal because I think Liverpool had just got one back, hadn't they? And sort of the next goal was really important in the game. So that was the goal for me that that took the, any sort of potential momentum away from Liverpool. Um, but mate, I can't I can't even pick three or four. That is that's a night where my jaw was just on the floor from the first minute to the last. We we've nearly scored 10, 11 goals against a team that some people have lauded as one of the best in the Premier League history. You know, it it was men against boys. It was absolutely ridiculous. Every time we got the ball, I thought we were going to create a chance, potentially score a goal. And uh, you've got you know you're not going to get many more nights like that in our lives. You know, I've got people texting me that have been watching Villa for fifty years rather than twenty, thirty years, and they're saying that's the that's the best performance they've ever seen. So, you know, we've got to, we've got to really drink it in, lads. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> 
it's, it's bang on, isn't it? You just got to enjoy it. You've got to savor that, savor that moment, savor that feeling. I mean, it's, it's almost like, you know, before a game, the night before a game, when you go to sleep and you think about what's the best outcome, what's the worst outcome, you go through it in your head, you're nervous about a game. And always in your head, you're thinking, oh, if everything goes for us, maybe we can get three, four, five goals against, you know, when you play against the bigger teams, you think, oh, you know, it'd be great if we could do that. Never actually could you actually imagine it happening. And then the way that it happened, yes, I mean, there was deflections, everything went for us, don't get me wrong. But even then, there were still four, as you mentioned, four or five other clean cut chances that we should have scored. Uh, and, you know, we it could have easily been 11-12-2, which is just crazy, crazy to think about. And I'm just just in dreamland. I just cannot, cannot believe it. Just just going back to, to, to moments, mate, the, probably my favourite moment, actually, and I did just tweet it out at full time, is... Uh, at half time where Graham's Graham Souness complained that the grass on the pitch was too long. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Undoubtedly my highlight of the night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I wonder if uh, Grealish takes too many touches for him now. Yeah, exactly. Just uh, it's just it's just clueless, isn't it? I mean, how, I mean, why and I mean, a fair play to Jamie Carragher. Uh, I thought, you know, he uh, Gary Neville gets really emotional and you could you could sense that with the uh, Man United game earlier on in the day. And and you could sense the you know even Sky commentators were a bit sort of down about the result almost because they were you know they they obviously love Liverpool and they want them to thrash every side pretty much apart from maybe Man United, but even then Carragher was mentioning how much you know he, he loves Villa being in the Premier League and how much he loves the ground and it's great to see and how it's good for the Premier League that this result has happened. So hats off on that. But Souness, you know, he's just I mean how, how can you pick that out after everything you've seen in the first half? How can you pick that out? It's just ludicrous, so odd, and it's so biased as most Liverpool pundits tend to be. I don't care. I'm going to milk this for all it's worth from now on in. I'm just going to milk it. Yeah, I think um, even sort of just catching a bit of Klopp's and Van Dijk's interview, they were just waxing lyrical about Villa, saying how well we played and look, they just held their hands up saying we've just outdone on the pitch. And I think they mentioned Grealish and Watkins. Um, I think Klopp mentioned Grealish quite, quite heavily in his interview and just shows that the best managers in the world rate Grealish, but Steve from Leeds just says he dives all game long and does F all. So just shows you um, anyone who knows anything about football rates Grealish. And uh, yeah, it's something special today from him in terms of his performance. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Let's, uh, unless, uh, Chad, you got anything else to add? Or we can go to the some of the comments that the uh, listeners have, have put in and uh, we can talk about them as well. Uh, I mean... I, I said to Chadzi and Jugsy that let's do a seven-hour special, but I think that's going to be a little bit too long. Uh, we've all got work in the morning, but let's try and milk this for as much as we as much as we can. So, if we go to the uh, go to the comments firstly, a lot of expletives <laughs> uh, in a good way from from listeners. But unfortunately, this isn't the late night ramble. We don't we don't try and swear on this uh, on the match reviews. Uh, but lots and lots of happy people, as you can imagine. Uh, George Appleton says Ross Barkley should have had a hat trick. <laughs> which he should have had. And, and I mean, his overall performance I thought was fantastic, but, you know, he, hopefully in another game he puts them away um, and it doesn't come back to haunt us, but, but fantastic performance. I mean, yeah, he started his first game, had three three great chances. So he must be licking his lips, Barkley, thinking, I'm onto something here with this team and playing with Grealish. So, yeah, he'd be buzzing after that. Yeah, and uh, Yara's, <laughs> Yara, who's reviewed a few matches for it, well, uh, the Bristol City match with us before, he's just sent a picture of himself holding up seven fingers. Uh, maybe we'll get John Crew on the podcast to do the same. Uh, Assad says Dreamland exclamation mark exclamation mark. Jess, uh, who hopefully we're going to have on the show in the, in the coming weeks, says Jack was world class this evening. Absolutely everything about his game was superb. Made so much easier 
with quality alongside him in Barkley and Watkins, our game plan was clear to see and executed to the letter. Outstanding performance by everyone. As as uh, Jokic mentioned earlier, you know the way we worked obviously worked on the the game plan and training, cutting off the passing lanes, playing Barkley and Watkins high up. Again, you know, similar to what we've done in, in a couple of games, we did a sort of against Fulham as well, where McGinn and Louise, as you say, did play, almost play like a two in, well, did play like a two in midfield and almost support the fullbacks when defending, which allows the likes of Grealish and Watkins to stay high up the pitch, and which means we're so much more ruthless and much, so much more efficient on the counter-attack. Um, Biplav Gautam says, amazing performance, no CB cover on the bench. Do we need to bring someone in before the transfer deadline? Jugs is an area you've mentioned before, uh, defensive reinforcements. Engels and House both injured. Are you a little bit worried about that? Yeah, I'm a bit worried, to be honest, because obviously Ming's injury record is not great. And House and Engels are a bit suspect in, in either way, where Engels lacks a bit of pace and House is a, not great on the ball. But look, um, it is what it is. We can't obviously just go in with a 30-man squad and obviously spend invest money too heavily after the money we've spent already. So we just got to crack on, I think, and just back the, back the boys and hopefully we don't get any injuries. And if we do, then House or Engels have shown last season that they're capable of, of performing well and have played with Mings and Konsu as well. So it's not as if they're coming fresh in, into a centre-back partnership. So, yeah, I mean, it's an area I'll worry about, but maybe it can wait till Jan and see how it goes. Yeah, thanks. And uh, Jacinda says, unbelievable. Yes, they had a few players missing, but that back line was the line that won the Champions League and Premier League. We done them. I mean, Chadzi, just quickly, we've talk- we talked about Watkins, but he really bullied Gomez today, didn't he? Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of people saying that, and I agree that I've never seen Villa dominate a team like that. You know, even when we've played Minos, even when we've had cup wins, even when we've played teams in League One, League Two, I've never seen us dominate a team from the first minute to the last. And like you said, these are European champions two years ago, Premier League champions, highly rated, world-class defenders, and we've made an absolute mockery of them. And it's it's superb. Watkins has uh, done a job on both of them. And for Gomez to get hooked after 60 or 70 minutes says it all, to be honest. And obviously, some people make excuses with them missing, um, obviously, Mane and Alisson. But that's football. You do get injuries. We had them last season. So, uh, yeah, Liverpool should have the squad of depth, really, to to not really put out that sort of performance. And we just outbossed them, really. I think we outworked them. And tactically, um, yeah, Smith outsmarted Klopp. And obviously, these, these managers, I mean, Sky Sports has been waxing lyrical about Bielsa ever since Leeds got promoted into the Premier League. But let's see what they say about Smith, because uh, no English manager has, has sort of put that masterclass. Spot I've on. Seen. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I want, I want to hear a bit from Sky Sports about that, but uh, we'll wait and see. Yeah, I mean, Chad, anything to add on that? Obviously, uh, you're massive, massive, we're all massive, massive Smith fans, but you in particular have always championed him, we've always backed him. I mean, he, he just got everything spot on today, didn't he? He did, and uh, he's been brilliant for the club since day one, and I'm just I'm just delighted for him. We don't need to talk about last season and, and how he kept us up miraculously and got us up with that 10-game winning streak, and what he's done this summer to, to rebuild the team. We've, we've said it all. I'm just so buzzing for him. And there's a couple of moments that really made me smile today. One when Trezeguet was walking off after he'd been substituted and, and and the smile that Smith gave him like a proud father. And then obviously at the end when Watkins walked off, walked off with the hat-trick ball, he, he's clearly he's clearly got the dressing room behind him. And, and that's key. That's key when... Uh, Perhaps we've uh, got a lot to prove, a lot to prove this season. So um, I hope we just go from strength to strength because if there's any man that deserves our support, it's Dean Smith. 
Yeah, yeah. And he's obviously been through a lot personally as well. So, you know, the Villa fan base is behind you, Dean. Dean, you know, you know we we love you. We we want you to be the, the man to take us to the next level. Uh, we all want that. So, yeah, fantastic today and well done and well done to the team. And just on that, you mentioned those two things and uh, two things I picked up on that as well was when Trez came off the pitch, yes, there was that beaming smile, but also Dean Smith, because obviously there's no crowd there, gave him a round of applause. And then everyone on the bench and all the coaching staff also stood up and gave him a round of applause, which is basically, you know, it shows you the the morale and the level of managerial quality that Smith has to do that, to think about that at that moment in time, because he knows Trez deserved that. He would have got that standing ovation from a crowd and for us, for the players and his teammates to do that for him is fantastic to see. And Ollie Watkins, again, I watched a bit of his interview just before we started recording the pod. And, you know, they were talking about his hat-trick and the perfect hat-trick. And he was saying, yeah, you know, I should have scored the uh, one-on-one and then hit the bar and I should have done a little bit better. And that just shows you the mentality he has, which is great to see. And, and it's what we've been missing in this team for so, so long is that winning mentality, that drive and ambition to improve and get better and progress. You know, Grealish has been the one to do that. Uh, McGinn as well, Mings. But apart from that, it's been lacking in certain areas. But now I can see everyone in this team is just, the confidence is high and let's hope it stays that way. Um, just a couple of more comments before we uh, we sort of close off for the night. Uh, I wish we could just continue recording forever, to be honest, and just, like I say, milk it for what it's worth. Uh, Joseph Murphy says, I feared for Target tonight and I know Salah got two, but I thought he was excellent. Uh, I, I thought as well, you know, I thought he, yeah, he got caught for the uh, for the second goal uh, a little bit, but overall, you know, he he closed down passing lanes as well. He closed Salah down numerous times, and he was you know he was touch tight to him as much as he could have been, and and really worked his worked his uh, knackers off tonight. I thought and really really good performance. Um, Ashley Stevens, who was on the pod on on Friday, with a few. Uh, Controversial comments, let's put it that way. Uh, we had we had some responses on that, but that's what the late night rambles about. It's about you know a chance for you fans to give your opinions, and we give you that platform. We don't want to have the same three people saying the same things every week. And some things we're going to agree with, some things we're going to disagree with. But I thought that was you know a really fantastic show. Ashley says, "What were we saying about Van Dyke on Friday?" And and you know we saw today he did get you know Watkins again did bully him to a certain extent. You know he outmuscled him numerous times. And it really, really made him work so hard. And, and as so many, so many games, Liverpool are comfortable almost in games. You know, they don't get pressed. They don't get worked hard. The defence is able to pass out from the back, take their time with the ball and almost relax. And today, Watkins just was just a nightmare, you know, just for, the, for them. He just worked so hard. Uh, Chris says, Champions elect aubergine emoji. Yes, hopefully, hopefully. Could we do the Leicester? Who knows? Who knows? I doubt it, but who knows? Uh, George again says, seriously though, Cash looks brilliant. McGinn is back. Watkins is such a handful and his hold of play and work rate is immense. Barkley played very well. Shout, shout out to Dougie. Always does the simple things well. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched him quite closely today because as Chazzy said, I thought he had a poor game against Fulham last time out. But he worked so hard today and he tracked every run because Liverpool are always looking for runners from midfield to get in those positions in the forward positions in between the lines and, and in between the centre-back and full-back. And he just tracked those runs all night um, and, and worked so hard uh, before he came off. Uh, and target who won most of his battles as well, George says. Literally could have been 10 plus. Yeah, agree. I mean, I mean, it's, it's 10 out of 10 for everyone, isn't it, Chads? I mean, it's so hard to criticise anyone. Yeah, it's got to be, mate. That's, that's the complete team performance. We're probably not going to see anything like it for a long time. So they all get a 10 out of 10 from me, mate. From, from back to front, managers, backroom staff, the board, everyone at the club, they've done what's needed to be done throughout the summer. And we're seeing the rewards of it. It's still very early days, but um, a brilliant start to the season. And 
so much to be positive about. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, as simple as that, isn't it, Chadzi? Um, you know, I thought you gave a really good rallying call uh, last time we did a match review after Fulham match and I think that that's the message we need to uh, keep in our heads for the rest of the season is back this team get behind them and there will be moments where we're down uh, and there'll be moments when we're up and, and the key is not to get as Dean Smith always says not to get too down with the downs and not to get too high with the with the ups you know it's, it's, a, it's sort of stay level-headed as much as possible I know it's hard as fans you have to get emotional you have to get invested in the team invested in games but you know, we we know these players can do something like this. You know, this is yes, it's a one-off game, but they've got this performance in them. And to start the season as we had, as we have, sorry, uh, just shows you the level that we can play at. Jugsy, just before we uh, we sign off, uh, any final thoughts? No, I think um, look, we can talk about the game, the goals, the performances, but yeah, I think we move on now. Um, yeah, great result, great performance, but yeah, let's look at look ahead at the next game and see if we can continue the momentum. And as you guys have said, uh, as Villa fans, we're in a good place. I mean, we win three out of three, uh, which has got to be one of our best starts in Premier League history. Um, and it's nice. Yeah, it's nice being a Villa fan at the minute. So, yeah, hopefully the good times continue. And, uh, yeah, buzzing, buzzing for every game now. Chad, do you your final thoughts? Uh, just a horrible, horrible time to be a Blues fan. Um or or a, or a Villa hater that was celebrating our relegation in April. There was parties that had, relegation parties had happened before we stayed up on the last day. We were one goal away from playing at Wickham away this weekend, and actually we've gone and beat the champions seven two. So it just shows how football and and history can be determined on on fine lines. And uh, you just got to ride the highs, lads. You really have. So uh, plenty of smiles on my face this week. Yeah, yeah. And on that note, on that high, uh, thank you both for joining me on this uh, match review, on this uh, lockdown lowdown, as we call it. Uh, it's just amazing feeling. Keep that feeling going. Try and keep it as long as possible until the next game. Uh, let's hope our players don't get injured on the international break and uh, or, or get COVID. You know, let's hope we come back fully fit and raring to go and, and push on from here. Um, thank you for your comments. Thank you for interacting with us. It's been a fantastic uh, a couple of weeks on the pod um you know we only started a couple of weeks ago and, and you know just a couple of days ago as I, as I put on twitter we were 10th in the uk charts podcast charts for for football podcasts which is amazing which is fantastic and that's all down to you guys for listening and interacting with us please do subscribe and follow if this is the first time you're listening there's plenty more to come jugsy chadzi and and uh and deckers who, who normally joins us will be coming back week in, week out for, for match reviews and giving their excellent insight. And both boys, both of you, I think, you know, I've had so much good feedback about the insight you guys have provided and the analysis you guys have provided. So please keep that up. And, and thank you for your time and joining us and being part of the Villa Talks podcast team. Uh, but yeah, please do subscribe and follow us on all major podcast platforms. And apart from that, really, up the Villa. Up the Villa, lads. Yes. Long live Dean Smith.